0: This episode is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity, who are bringing back the Concert Against Humanity at Gen Con on August 5th. The show will feature live performances from Eugene Merman, Aparna Nanchurla, Jonathan Colton, Molly Lewis, Paul and Storm, and more surprise guests from the Chicago comedy scene. The show is open to all, so grab tickets at concertagainsthumanity.com.
1: Hey, y'all, I'm Ricky Schatz. And I'm Jeff Doblowski.
0: And between the two of us, we got over 40 years' experience diagnosing and correcting most structural problems with Cambodian temples. And this is Angkor Angkor Management. Management. And Jeff and I got an email from a monk about two months back who was in a lot of trouble. So we decided to head on over to northwestern Cambodia to see if we could help. We have been Maintaining this temple to the best of our ability for over 800 years, but with the jungle reclaiming some of the outlying buildings, the rainy season, it's just been... well, it's been more than we can handle, and we really need some help getting this temple back under control and brought back to its former glory.
1: Has anybody tried to make repairs on their own? You know, I'm talking about concrete uh, filling in the gaps.
0: I'm almost embarrassed to say that yes, yes, we have tried many times to to make these repairs on our own uh in an attempt to to save money
1: all right well ricky and i are going to take a look here and uh we'll we'll uh give you our estimate uh, when we're done y'all got a pretty
0: nice temple around here i mean that moat's helping that's holding a lot of your jungle at bay so I don't want you to feel like this is something you can't get done. I don't want you to feel like you're upside down underwater with a gunny sack tied over your head, okay? We're going to be able to, this is something we can work with. Jeff and I seem worse, and we'll come out better. Now, Jeff, I want you to take a look at what I got going over here. You see this? You see this water coming between these two rocks right here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, tell me you ain't seen that before, buddy.
1: Yeah. Boy, I tell you, that cement, uh, when you try to repair it yourself, that cement gets in there, leaks those chemicals that are in there, and boy, that eats away that sandstone like nobody's business.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you what. the, The chemicals in your common western concrete are like acid on a baby's face. That's how, I mean, it is so caustic to these old sandstones and people, you know, they think they're doing the right thing, but imagine, imagine a toothpaste that was actually filled with iron filings and sulfuric acid. Cause it looks like what you should put in your mouth, but don't put it in your mouth. <laughs> That's
1: right. Oh. You're right there, Ricky. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's take this estimate. We got here, uh, back over to the guy, the monk guy there. Now it's time to just present our estimate and find out when work can
0: begin. Welcome back. You you were only gone for twenty minutes. I, did you did you yeah, even we, see the?
1: We're you, we're professionals. We we can spot the, the trouble issues right away there. But uh, we got everything drawn up. Uh, what we think uh, for maintenance and repair costs and, and materials and and all that. So here you go. Yes.
0: Okay. And this this number here is the the total. That's the, the cost. Bottom? Okay. So, so, uh,
1: That's the total cost.
0: No. Then, uh, I say, I say no.
1: No, no, see, but that's what, what it takes for us to, to work on it here.
0: Yes, I see, I see. This is, this is an almost comically large number. Uh, and I, I say, no, thank you. I, I will not be hiring you to do the repairs to the temple.
1: All right, well, uh, thanks, thanks for your time, I guess. I, I, am
0: sorry, I'm sorry. Has anyone ever hired, actually hired you to do this work on a temple? No, oh. Can't say as I have yet, but, uh, you know, we are tenacious, and we got we got a lot of experience. A
1: lot of experience. Lots so. of experience.
0: Oh, that, that's exactly what I thought you were going to say. You, you may leave now.
1: Next time on Angkor Management. We are called to the granddaddy of them all, Angkor Wat, to see what services we can provide. Me and Jeff will get to the bottom of Angkor What's Wrong
0: With This Temple. Uh, Next time on Anchor, Anchor Management. Management.
1: Hello, everybody. I oh, said, f- Hello, you. everybody. <laughs> keep. <laughs> keep it! Keep it! <laughs> I called it! I called it, keep it! You can't undo it, keep it! We've sat here for an hour, had no <laughs> mishaps, and as soon as we start going. <laughs> It's like your whole rig falls apart. Yeah, it
0: was, uh, it was horrifying.
1: I can't imagine what that sounds like on your end. Bum, bum,
0: bum, bum. There we go. Okay, we're all good. We're a podcast again. Right. <laughs> In- Hello and welcome ah, to... <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, well, um, if we can keep everything together here, I'm David Flora. <laughs> and I'm the pile
0: of spare parts called Dave <laughs> Uh
1: Welcome to Blurry Photos. Welcome to a new month. Welcome yes. to everything falling apart around us, <laughs> but also coming together. But coming together for the first time, for the last time,
0: <laughs> oh, the right time.
1: I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Dave,
0: are you well? I'm doing great. I've got a sweet ass microphone rig here that works sometimes, and man, I'm firing on all cylinders.
1: Looks like you're touching it a lot while you're talking. <laughs> yeah, but it's going it, to come through well.
0: You can't hear it when I do that. It's impossible to hear.
1: Okay. Things going well? You're you're all set up? You're in Iowa yeah. Town? I'm in
0: Iowa Town. I've got my sweet-ass recording studio, Tron.
1: What we didn't tell people last time was that that whole episode was recorded with the new setup.
0: It had already been done. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: but geez. now this, this one's even better because you've got foam.
0: Yep. I've got uh, my foam, my noise in uh, insulation foam. I've got this badass new arm that my microphone's on. Uh, I got it all worked out here, man. I'm yeah. kicking it. I'm killing it. I'm, kick, I'm kicking it until it, I've killed it. And now for a little caffeine. Classic sound.
1: And remember when we were the podcast that was like, this is my third beer. I think we still are deep down. Deep down, but shoot. <laughs> we save up all of our drunken uh, ramblings for one episode a year. Yeah, we really well,
0: it was just uh you know, maybe maybe I can go back to having a couple of drinks when we record or something. I don't know. We'll give it a shot. Yeah. Of whiskey.
1: Weak. We've got the glasses for it. Yeah, we do. Floor, how about you? How how are you doing, man? Things are good. Uh things are running pretty on autopilot, you know. Yeah. Obviously staying busy and uh balancing work life with work life. You got a lot of you got a lot of stuff coming up, man. A lot of stuff coming out. I think we got our invitations out for the old shindig. So what shindig is that? Uh, the marriage. Oh, you're the, getting the, married. The wording. So nice. uh, you know, it is a pain in the butt to plan a big party for everybody. But yeah, I feel like since we've done shows in the city for a while, it it almost doesn't feel like it's that monumental of a task. You know?
0: Yeah, you're you're used to those those kind of problems, right?
1: Yeah, we're we're used to wrangling cats a lot, so yeah, uh, that's you know it, it's not that big a deal. It's just sort of like check boxes to to tick off. You're the only guy who's got a
0: rehearsal dinner and a tech night. Am I right? Am I right? Theater jokes. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. It's good. It's, it's funny. good.
1: It's funny because it is going to be in an actual theater. So perfect. Well, I tell you what. Now, now that we're in, starting to get into the dog days, why don't we, uh, why don't we approach a subject that uh, is is hot, hot, hot in itself? Yeah, it is warm. No, uh, on on a number of levels. It's muy caliente, amigos. That's right. And one of those levels is it, it's been in the news recently. Yep. And another of those levels uh, is going to require you to get out your elephants. Because <laughs> it is time to take a trip to Cambodia. That's right. Everybody's favorite Bodia.
0: <laughs> of all the Bodias. Of all the Bodias. Uh And this one, far less soul-crushing than, <laughs> than our, uh, our our previous Mangala episode. But and don't our, worry. And our
1: previous Dark Web episode.
0: There's still just a hint of genocide. <laughs> <laughs>
1: drink, drink, drink. Right, that's right. Uh, got a good one because we are going to be finally visiting Angkor Wat. What? <laughs> All the whole episode. Get, get it I'm out. I'm gonna get, get her. Um, no, there's no get. This is. I'm
0: gonna crunt it up the whole day.
1: So uh, uh, I've been. I'm excited about it because. It's something that I've wanted to learn more about for a long time and just never sit down and gone through the stuff, you know. I think a lot of people hear about it here and there. It's it's not completely unpopular or, or unknown like, say, Gobekli Tebi. Right. But it's, uh, you know, not, not that well known either. And I, I feel like there's a couple of big things that the country of Cambodia is known for. One is the absolutely revolting display of human atrocity committed by the horrendous communist totalitarian dictator Pol Pot. So how do you feel about him, Flora? (laughs) You'll just have to suss that out for yourself. (laughs) And the other is the absolutely stunning display of human engineering and architecture, which is encore what? Thankfully, we'll be focusing on the latter in this episode as we discuss the breathtaking religious site of Angkor Wat, the crown jewel of Cambodia and testament to human ingenuity at a time and place that is, I, I would say, largely overlooked in Western history books.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, even even now, I mean, it's only people have only started going there to like visit it as they would, say, the Taj Mahal, like in the last 20 years, 30 I, years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess in their defense Cambodia is sort of a rougher place to visit if you go a little bit further back than that.
1: Uh, yeah, there there was a little period where it was kind of <laughs> yeah. sketchy. So we'll be taking a, uh, a brief look, I would say, at the, at the history of the area, including the Khmer Empire and why the temple complex was built. We'll look at the aspects of the temple itself, along with the engineering that went into it, and the irrigation surrounding it, uh, and what's left today, and... We might even hit, hit on some rather suspect theories on who built it and why. I like how you say we might even, and
0: they're like, oh, well, I, I hope he does. I
1: hope, I hope he hits on that. Oh, that sounded good. At the time that I wrote it, I hadn't found any. Oh. <laughs> and then when I finally got to the end, I, I happened to bond some real tasty filling. <laughs> real, real jowl shaking. Real jowl shaking stuff. <laughs> got some blogs from some <laughs> suckers. <laughs> all right, let's let's uh, let's dive into this. I, I've got my elephant all perfumed up. Your jowls have finally settled down. My jowls they, have settled down. They were I,
0: spooking the elephant. <laughs>
1: Willie lent me some perfume, and I, I put it on. It's a whole different area, dude. <laughs> what? Um, Indiana Jones. Willie, Willie. I don't remember that. the The woman. Her name was Willie. Yeah, Willie Scott. Uh, Kate Capshaw. Nice. Playing way to, Willie way to, Scott. Way to kill it, man! You did it! You did it! Uh-huh. Ew. Um. Anyways, w- the whole point is, uh, let's start out talking about the Khmer Empire, right? Because the Khmer, it's a whole whole set of people. <laughs> yep, that are also
0: completely separate from the Khmer Rouge. The Khmer Rouge simply took the name and went in a very wrong direction. Yeah,
1: yeah. And the whole area, I, I know so little about. If you showed me Cambodia on a map and put it in the middle of China, I would say, yeah, would sure. Slap your face. <laughs> God, he'd be so mad at you. So first, let's let let's situate you as to where we're talking about. Uh, Cambodia is located in Southeast Asia, a couple of countries south of China, with Vietnam to the east of it and Thailand to the immediate north and west. Kind of wraps around that part of it. Uh, the Gulf of Thailand, which connects to the South China Sea, is directly south. Its landscape includes a low-lying plain, low mountains, part of the Mekong River Delta, and thick forests. The Mekong also runs through a, p- a portion of it. Are you with me so far? It's so far, I understand where we are and what we're doing. It, uh, it's in a monsoon region. And with high temperatures and lots of rainfall, it's perfect for growing what, Dave? Rice! Delicious, sweet rice. <laughs> That's right. Also, young boys also, and
0: uh, It's also good for growing young boys.
1: Uh, the This ability to grow massive amounts of rice meant the region could sustain civilization and settlement of the region may go back as far as the 4th century BCE. It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. Uh, City states in the region around the Mekong River Delta in Vietnam grew and spread with the region later identified collectively as Funan by Chinese literary sources. According to legend, now, you know, the most reliable source of information <laughs> yeah. we have. Let's get some legend up in this. The people of the region were descended from the Brahmin Kambu Swambuva and the Naga princess Mera. Thus, they were called Khmer. I guess from Kambu and Mera. Yeah,
0: that's. they just were like, just cut it, Ka-mer,
1: paste it. Done. Yeah. <laughs> and if you remember, I believe... All the way back in our Reptilian episode, I think Oof. we talked about Naga in there. Yep. Yep,
0: they are the... Uh, and if you've played any World of Warcraft, you're well familiar with them. They're any the, fantasy game, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's that, not just them. Yeah, the the sub uh, Submariner... I almost said Subterranean, then I had to change it.
1: <laughs> yeah, the in, in World of Warcraft, they're water enemies, right? Yep. But you're right, though, in any other... Fantasy setting or, or role playing or, or uh, uh, gaming setting. I think they are subterranean. I think they're they're cave dwelling snake people. Yep, reptilian,
0: almost reptilian. one could say. <laughs> uh,
1: probably, yeah.
0: They're probably globalists. And that's what you got to worry about. Like George Soros, Barack Obama, reptilian
1: globalists. Hillary, <laughs> don't forget Hillary, man. Fuck it, Hillary. If if anyone's a reptilian, it's fucking Alex Jones. Oh, he he is he is not fooling. Anybody, he's making a ton of money off of all the people he's fooling. <laughs> he's a potato. <laughs> Have you noticed that, especially in that video where you where he's like kissing goblins? Caught him in bed with a goblin. He looks like a covered potato. Goblin vomit. Covered <laughs> goblin vomit. He looks like a potato.
0: <laughs> with like the best part is that like something you could say kissing goblins. That's fine. Covered in goblin. Goblin vomit. Also, that happens. But when you say in bed with a goblin, you get like the giant alarm eyes. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. A, a goblin call. Goblin vomit. Goblin vomit. Charging into a goblin's nest. <laughs> yeah. I, I want. I want to add it. I want. To, I want that to be one of the the things because I love it. Oh. God, I love that.
1: So okay. So that's that's how we get the Khmer. Yeah. Actually, yeah. didn't see. I. I <laughs> I couldn't really find where they came from otherwise. I'll tell you
0: what, even, uh, even the venerable Ken height, you know, reads a lot of history books from that region of the world, uh, central South Asia. And we were talking about it one day and he was saying it's, it's hard to find like good cohesive history books. You know, we were, we were actually in a uh, little Indian Chicago and he was kind of looking around. He's always hunting for, for good history books. And we were just talking about it and, uh, and he was saying, this was years ago. That damn it, I've got Alex Jones in my head, and I thought it sounded like I was telling. No, I was with Ken High. No, we were we were walking around. We were having a good time. It was it was me, Ken High, Kanye West. We were just having lunch one day. <laughs> <laughs> and this was years not, ago.
1: Not being reptilian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, no, he was mentioning that he's like, you know, it's 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 tough because there are so many different versions of how things went. And but yeah, anyway, neither here nor there. But.
1: Yeah, there there was a there there's a theory that they came from Iran, but that's not a, that's kind of a spotty theory. There's a there's a theory that they're I think Indian in origin, mm-hmm. which would make sense uh, in the fact that they were Hindu. Yeah. It, it they were it was a Hinduistic uh, society. But yeah, it's 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 weird because it seems like where everything where everything grew from in the region was around the Vietnam uh, Mekong River Delta. Down yeah. there and and kind of spread upwards from there as opposed to coming down into that region. Right. But it you could know, have easily been
0: ocean going trading vessels too, still coming from the coast and moving up.
1: No yeah, matter. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it it's a little weird, but you know, that's the, the legend uh tells us one way they, they got their name. Right. And one um, of the things
0: is like, you know, and, and so up to this point, you know, there was the whole region was ruled by, by smaller lordlings and kings but eventually as this so often happened in history one of them start to build power and influence and started conquering and and unifying uh, land and finally doing enough of this kind of consolidating power enough that they could clear, declare their independence from the rule of java which was uh to the southeast which yeah. again didn't realize java was a big player over there but it was which then ultimately uh, resulted in them becoming the he was the, a kingdom of an area called Cambodia, uh, and this guy who put all this together was Jayavarman II, um, and he lived uh, between 802 and 835 uh, AD or Common Era, however you like it. And he declared himself, like anybody who de- to unifies a region, a god king, which is the best move you can make if you get all that shit done,
1: right? And, and honestly, then you-, you kind of earned it. Yeah, and then you run around trying not to bleed. Right, yeah. Desperately trying not to bleed. Probably uh, walking around at that point. I don't think you want to run in the jungle if you yeah. don't want to bleed. Regardless of what Credence tells us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll live my life by Credence. Now, if <laughs> you, you will. You know
0: what? If you want to talk to me more about it, I'll be down on the corner.
1: Out in the street. <laughs> out in the street? <laughs> I got a nickel. Oh,
0: I know. Because i seen you out my back porch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I can't help it when you put a candle in the window. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's just your fancy ass nickel having. Well, you know what I I ain't no Senator's son. All right. That's
1: right. <laughs> ain't you a fortunate one?
0: <laughs> all night. That's all we're doing. We that is one I could hang with, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're a real proud Mary. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'll stop. I literally could keep going. I'll, I think I'll, you, if you I got one more, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> well, I, I can't do it when there's a bad moon rising. Ah! <laughs> That's it. That was the killing blow. Uh, I like that they call it kombucha. Right. You know, and then uh, that morphs into Cambodia. Yeah. Cambodia. Then
0: it right? morphs into horrible loogie tea.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I tried one, one time, not too long ago. I don't dislike the flavor, I just hate
0: that that bacterial wad at the bottom.
1: Yeah. I can't live with that. I wasn't I w- I didn't go for that. <laughs> didn't go for that, but it had a very artificial sweetener taste to it, so I didn't and oh. follow oh. up. Um, you don't like artificial sweeteners? See you also last episode. <laughs> Shoot, where, where were we? This well, this is we're, we're we're making this episode. It's it's very meta. Everybody, it's like <laughs> getting lost in the jungle. Yeah. Pretty soon, you're going to happen upon something very breathtaking.
0: Flora's going to put nudes of himself in this episode somehow. I don't know how you can have acousta nudes, but he'll do it.
1: My, it's our acapella group.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they we don't get hired at the nursing homes, or we get hired at all the nursing homes. All, all the nursing it is. homes.
1: So before he died, Jayavarman II laid the foundation for a court and capital called Hariharalaya, uh beginning a succession of kings <laughs> and territory expansion that would last through around 900 uh, CE when Yasodharapura was built. Forgive us our Yeah,
0: God. We're going to work through the pronunciation sins
1: <laughs> as we pronounce those who pronounce against us. <laughs> Yasodharapura was uh, considered the first city of Angkor, which in itself, that word is Sanskrit for city. Yeah. So bloody conflicts for the crown continued, as did construction of Hindu temples throughout the region, until Jayavarman V took over and presided over a relatively peaceful era in which the kingdom flourished. After his death, more conflict and growth occurred until 1113 when Suryavarman II won the crown and united the kingdom under his reign. So to celebrate Angkor, the gods, and to build a literal heaven on earth for himself after life, Suryavarman II ordered the construction of a temple dedicated to the god Vishnu in the middle of Angkor. And this was Angkor Wat. Wat is temple. Is temple. So it's kind of like city temple. Wat. So I'm not, it's not going to stop. And this was an amazing vision of the cosmos and Hindu mythology brought to life in stonework. It's estimated that it took around 37 years to complete, and evidence suggests it was not completely finished by the time Shira Varman II died in 1150.
0: Yeah, it was uh, There's actually even some, uh, and they, they kind of come to that. And we'll come back to this, but um, there's some theories as to what the temple was for. And there are certain portions of the temple that were left incomplete, um, some of the uh, the bas reliefs and stuff like that, and and some people think that it that his death, like when he died, they were like, "All right, <laughs> I'm out." Yeah, we're gonna Winchester Mystery House this. The minute he's dead, it's done.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. What if that was the? What if he was like running from Hindu spirits, who who were like. <laughs> As long as he keeps building and and making uh um sculptures, his, d- his dad invented the Adel Adel or something. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after the II died, uh, more conflicts rocked the region, with the capital falling to neighboring kingdoms and kings vying for the crown. It was a very crazy time where it, it, it was Game of Thrones,
0: basically. yeah. And you know it's funny because at this this so much of this. And I, I think I've mentioned this before, like listening like crazy to that history of Rome podcast, like this, this scenario just plays itself out over and over and over again. in so many parts of the world, totally, you know, like it's, Oh, there's a whole area with a bunch of uh, whatever scale you want to say, or oh, are they small tribes? Are they independent city States? Then somebody goes through and whether through diplomacy, rarely, or usually the military more often, puts them all together, boom, now we've got a kingdom, now we're building a thing, and then that guy dies, and then it's just all the pieces fall apart. And-
1: yep. Uh so then the capital was taken back around twelve oh three by Jayavarman the Seventh, who ruled peacefully and carried out many new construction projects, including a new capital called Angkor Tom, which uh is also a Great City. Yeah. Great
0: city uh <laughs> uh buddy with air quotes, which don't exist then.
1: Jayavarman the, th- the seventh was a Buddhist and began the conversion of the state religion from Hinduism to Buddhism. Which could not have been easy.
0: Right. And, and what's, what's impressive is that, you know, no spoilers, it's stuck. You know, ask Ankhanaat, right. and sometimes, sometimes they just wait for
1: you to leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no such luck on this one. In the center of Angkor Thom, he ordered the construction of a temple dedicated to the Buddha called the Bayon, which rivaled the amazing architecture of Angkor Wat. Uh, It's just another big, crazy, awesome temple complex. And um, his son, Indravarman II, succeeded him in 1219, apparently lost a good deal of Khmer territory, and successors to him presided over what ended up being disastrous policies and campaigns
0: i like how they uh the way that that it makes it sound like it wasn't them doing it like oh no i just showed up to preside over these
1: things <laughs> <laughs> they made some bad decisions yeah, they had a, a run of bad leadership yeah one of them i think included paying china to not mess with them <laughs> or God. something like that yeah that always works the old tribute system it's kind of in like in civilization, like Sid Meier's civilization, where it's like, I won't attack you for 10 turns if you give me 400 gold, you know, or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, the Khmer Empire eventually declined and ended around the 15th century. And it's not known exactly why it fell, uh, being such a prosperous and powerful empire, but it's suspected that constant power struggles and infighting, poor foreign relations, wars, the numerous religious conversions, they, they went back and forth with Hindu and Buddhism there for a little while, uh, and declining harvests from lack of workers and water management failure contributed to it. That's a lot of shit That <laughs> yeah. would definitely make an empire fall. <laughs> well, also, given that it's the 14th century, uh,
0: how about the plague? Throw that into yep. the mix. Sure. I would like to imagine uh, that they're <laughs> they're waiting for uh, I don't know, we kept hearing about these Europeans. They sailed due west, and so I think they're going to come around here any second now. And the <laughs> Europeans keep sending letters going, "No, we made it. We're there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope someone's like, uh, "They didn't need the Europeans to save them. They were completely
1: filth-fittent." <sighs>
0: but what we do know about the Khmer Empire does come from like inscriptions on the temples. Um, which are mostly just brag sheets of the kings. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is th- very similar to Romans. Uh, you know, these monoliths. You know, these are the things that we did. And in, in a lot of cases, the only way we know is because they decided to chisel it into rock. How right. how magnificent their ween was. Um,
1: Syria <laughs> Arman the second, a ween of such grandiose power. <laughs>
0: But even these inscriptions uh, ended pretty abruptly around 1300. And then uh, the other good account that we have is from a a Chinese diplomat uh, named Zhu Daguan uh, who visited Angkor in 1296.
1: Yeah, got a lot of stuff from him. Yeah. He he liked writing.
0: Who don't? Enough about all that old, boring,
1: mystery history. Let's talk temple. Temple talk. (laughs) Right after Candy Chat. Oh, God. Yeah, but how nuts is that? Like I guess if you took any region in the world and and you just sort of put a microscope over it, it's going to be pretty interesting.
0: Oh yeah. If there's people doing stuff, you're going to want to know what they're up to.
1: Yeah, but like this this whole region, hey, I, I I didn't know Khmer Empire from Peter Gabriel.
0: No, and I mean it's 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 something that that's information that you have to seek out. I mean, think about that. Like, think about the history of India.
1: I, That's I can't. That's a huge
0: country I, with a huge, very long history. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. You know, and the same thing in Southeast Asia. Even, you know, people have a, a, you know, you you can, in a regular world history class, people will talk about Japan. They'll talk about China.
1: Vietnam, but, because, you know, these these right. were the places we were involved in war in.
0: Yeah. And so you kind of get the history of it. After the fact, really just to get right. you up to date so you can understand why there's helicopters. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, this, you know, and I guess I don't, I guess it, it is like a, a Eurocentrism to history that we've often complained about. But this stuff's fascinating.
1: It is. So, yes, let, let us get into the temple itself. This is what we're talking about. This is what it's known for, what drew us to want to learn about the history of this region anyway. So,
0: yeah, 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 boy. Now, Dave. Yes, David.
1: Many sources on Angkor Wat will say the temple was lost and abandoned to the jungle, discovered in the 19th century by a French explorer. Oh, oh I'm sorry. What did you uh, have? I'm sorry, I just I have an allergy. Oh, to say that, though, is it's a little misleading in the sense that America was discovered by Columbus. Right. Right. Like not only had people been here before.
0: There were people living here. <laughs> yeah, it was nobody discovered it because people had already been there.
1: Yeah, this, it was continuously used as a temple by the Khmer people, even after the decline of the empire. So in January 1860, explorer Henri Mouot came to Angkor and recorded his observations over a period of three weeks. Posthumous publications of his journals led the Western world to declare him to be the discoverer of the lost temple of Angkor Wat. And this has stuck over the years. It was just a right place, right time kind of thing. It
0: was right, right place, right skin color kind of thing. Like he was European.
1: (laughs) He wrote the journal. Well, you did it. Yeah. And, and I don't know, kind of the last stage of exploration. I I would, I would think the, when, when it was like, bully, bully, let's go on a safari. And right. David David Livingston. And
0: what do you think the French equivalent of that is? Uh, Uh,
1: uh, I don't know. Uh, Allez, 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 (laughs) allez. (laughs) Allons-y. (laughs) Allons-y. But here's the deal. He, in fact, mentions in his journals that his contemporary, Father Buivo, had reported that he and other Western explorers and missionaries had already visited Angkor Wat and the other Khmer temples that are around it at least five years before Muo decided to visit the sites himself. Moreover, other accounts had been recorded since the 16th century. For example, a Portuguese friar visited in 1586. Spanish poet Bartolome de Argensola visited in 1601 and wrote of its disrepair. Missionaries frequented it in the 17th century. Jesuit missionary Father Chuvril claimed the temple was renowned by the people of Southeast Asia in 1668, in 1789, the first translation of the memoir of Joe Daguan was published in Paris. And from 1580, there was a regular flow of visitors to Angkor Wat. Isn't that just nuts? That, I mean, that, yeah. that seems like even more than like uh, the example of Columbus in America.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he, uh, he goes there 10 years after people. I mean, even it says from 1850, there was a regular flow of people. So he was just like one guy who showed up and there was like, "Oh, I made this." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right? And and who knows like how regular regular was, right? Know, in in this instance. But um it, he definitely wasn't the first one to to chop it out of the jungle kind of el dorado style, you know what I mean? Right, yeah.
0: He didn't show up and clear the cobwebs off and
1: Yeah. Nope. but he did document it pretty well when he was there. Uh yeah. and that's that's where we get a lot of information these days as well um and so in talking about the temple itself the first thing you need to know is the size of Angkor, the whole thing it's over 400 square kilometers which is how big in in american dave that's about the size of my my adoptive home of denver that's true it's uh over 154 square miles i guess not being from denver that doesn't do much for me In terms of Um, trying to place it, how would you, is there a better way to describe that if you're not familiar with uh, that?
0: That is a huge amount of of space because Denver is a big sprawling city. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would say, no, I I would just say, you know, whatever image you have in your head of Denver, imagine that in the middle of the jungle. True. That's pretty significant. No matter what you're imagining, you should be impressed (laughs) by that.
1: Ankara includes scores of temples, hydraulic structures, which includes uh, basins, dikes, reservoirs, canals, uh, and, and other monuments. Now, the city is thought to have held up to, get this, 750,000 residents. Jesus. And this volume of civilization made it the largest empire on Earth in the 12th century, and it remains the largest religious complex in the world. Now, the largest religious complex is for Angkor Wat, which is not Angkor. Right. Yeah.
0: There. There. I guess I, that's what I was just thinking, too. That's an important difference. There's This religious complex is not the size of Denver. That's the city, and at the center of it is the Angkor Wat Temple.
1: Right. And the temple is situated in a rectangular area about 500 acres, uh, which is al- almost one square mile. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now the temple itself was actually built as a representation of Mount Meru, which is the home of the gods uh, and represents an earthly model of the cosmic world, um, which is going to create some confusion later on that we'll come back to mostly involving the constellation Draco. We'll, we'll come back to that. Boy, I hope so. Oh, me too. Uh, there, there are five towers in the central uh, quincunx. What a word. Yeah. Quincunx. I just used it. it sounds sounds need- dirty. It sounds terrible. Uh, and the central tower rises from the center of the monument, symbolizing, the obviously, like we said, the mythical mountain Meru, uh, which is itself situated at the center of the universe. Uh, its five towers correspond to the peaks of Meru, and the outer walls correspond to the mountains at the edge of the world. Huh? Eh? Eh? Yeah. Flat flat earthers? Right. And the surrounding moat, the oceans beyond that. Uh, it's situated in a uh, kind of a rectangular area, like, just like we said, about a square mile or so, and it's oriented to the west, which, again, we'll come back to. That is an, a, kind of an important detail.
1: Yeah. In in temples, usually you'd you'd find them to the east. Yeah. In in a lot of cases.
0: And uh, there are suggestions that it was built with the solar and lu- uh, lunar cycles in mind.
1: Oh, boy. Here right. we go.
0: Right. Exactly. Here and we the, f***ing go. And the minute you say that, in comes Graham Gigantic Hancock. <laughs> swinging it all around the room um saying that it was
1: i like the nickname gigantic hand
0: (laughs) 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 that it was supposed to align with the constellation draco at the spring equinox um which by the way the best part of these things is when when they have like the picture of the temple and then like the constellation and they they can't put them right over each other because it would never fucking work in a million years. So they're just like, "We'll see how this one's kind of like this." And they're, okay, let's move on. Did you look at that for two seconds?
1: Okay, that's good enough. Dr- Draco's kind of a squiggly ass. It's like a sideways fucking ass, isn't it? Right.
0: Yeah. And they take. A, well, I mean, it's a gigantic religious complex, so they just pick the buildings that kind of approximate the shape they want, and they go up. Oh, look, they did it. <laughs> they did it, and. Uh, as you might recall from our uh, alien taxonomy episode, uh, Draco, very important constellation, because there's a lot of evil aliens coming out of there.
1: So that is that, that is true. That is yeah. true. That's a good point. Okay, I just looked up the constellation Draco, just real quick here. I imagine, I'm imagining, I, imagine a a bullwhip <laughs> uncurled and like. It, it is in the in the process of striking, but there's a spatula on the bottom of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, the cat the cat of of Breakfast Tales. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just a sinew. You know what? Imagine a snake that's
1: like <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's like a sine wave snake. And. You know what? Don't don't look for images. Don't type in Draco and look for images. <laughs> You're going to get Malfoyed,
0: motherfuckers. You're, You're going to get, get Malfoyed, Malfoyed
1: all over your face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that smug little punk. He got his. He came to understand what was going on.
1: I, I have no idea how they would. Idiocy. That's how. Yeah. 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 It's
0: nowhere in the ballpark. So, sorry. That's, so, that's Graham so that's Hancock for you. Now, the, the temple was actually built out of almost 10 million sandstone blocks, which is more stone than all the Egyptian pyramids combined. Jeez. And, uh, and much like we've talked about with uh, many other sites, uh, these blocks were set together uh, with an, either an unknown binding agent or none at all. Like They were, they were perfectly uh, shaped, chiseled, and placed together. Um, and the another fun fact is th- uh, to make that even more impressive than the pyramids is that they used more stone, and the pyramids were were quarrying their sandstone from a half a kilometer away, like virtually next door.
1: The the Egy- Egyptians were. The
0: Egyptians were. The uh, for the construction of Angkor Wat, that sh- had to come in through a jungle 25 miles. As a matter of fact, they even found. Uh, They they thought that they kind of knew the route that they were taking using rivers and whatnot, but then using satellite imagery, just a few years ago, uh, some archaeologists and scientists discovered the remnants of a a more direct canal that had been cut uh, that they believe now was what was used to transport more efficiently. I mean, it's still 25 miles away, but uh, to more efficiently transport all this stone to this place to make this temple.
1: That's Yikes. amazing it is, and you know they they had a lot of workers, but um they had a lot of elephant power yeah they they could float things uh down the the canals and the rivers, but keep in mind, each block was probably around one and a half tons
0: yeah that's that that's what three thousand pounds they think that's what the maximum size was for each block, which is probably owes to why they had so many individual blocks because they did have a bigger size limitation. I think some of the Egyptian stones are a lot bigger than that.
1: Could be, yeah. But
0: they didn't have A as far to move it. Uh and B, yeah. don't forget all those slaves.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't have elephants though.
0: No elephants. Well they say if you can't buy an elephant, buy some slaves all the people who said that are in hell burning on spits who, who
1: said that vaudeville <laughs> the smooth surface i think they call it razor razor edge just how how close the blocks are you know to each other yeah um and like you said with with or without binding agent they think that the sandstone had some some play in that and that they would kind of uh uh shimmy it and and scrape it on the oh, stones yeah. themselves in order to smooth it, smooth it out uh, so that there were no gaps or anything. Yeah, sandstone's great for that. It's just it's amazing though. The temple complex is a series of elevated towers, covered galleries, chambers, porches, and courtyards on different levels, linked couple by of, stairways. A couple
0: of patios, maybe a gazebo. patio. There's, pra-
1: there's probably a galley, a lanai. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a um, vomitorium. It's <laughs> nice. <laughs> A moat surrounds the temple, and it's thought that its purpose was pretty ingenious. It helped offset the swells of groundwater beneath the temple that would otherwise have pushed and pulled the ground and wrecked the structures atop it. In fact, uh, the Khmer were masters of hydraulic engineering. They built a complex network of spillways, moats canals reservoirs ponds and warning systems which enabled food supplies to be available year round now some historians believe this marvelous engineering contributed to the decline of the empire however as a miscalculation of a dam one year led to massive flooding and destruction of parts of the management system itself damn i no do know dam. this
0: uh, no dam. yeah exactly damn <laughs> Uh, there was also uh, a lot of archaeologists have pointed out one of the reasons that the, the temple is as intact as it is now is that moat was wide enough that it actually offset the, the jungle from reclaiming a lot of those things that which you see in South America or even other parts of Southeast Asia. That moat really kept all that jungle at bay.
1: Yeah, if if you think about it, it's just a, squ- a rectangular island uh, surrounded by... A a large I I I didn't write down how big how wide the moat was. It's like river wide. Yeah, but it goes all the way around, and then there's this one uh, stone kind of bridge that connects to the to the mainland. I, I I guess it was created. Yeah, you know the moat is 620 feet wide. Jeez. Yeah, it's not playing. It is yeah. not playing. Don't swim it. <laughs> yeah. Or do people swam across the channel, who cares? Yeah, you don't know what's in that water. God, that's true. It's the jungle. You in the jungle, baby. Uh, you going to swim <laughs> <laughs> So so yeah, yeah. The the jungle the jungle. The thing. Uh it couldn't couldn't get across there to kind of wreak havoc on uh on this, but you see it in other parts of Cambodia, in in the jungles there where uh temples weren't built. Yeah. With moats around them or, or any anything but just in the middle of the forest and uh roots, trees, yes. vines, limbs, vines, it will it's amazing how they just destroy tons of stones. Like mm-hmm. the weight of tons, it'll get in a crack and then just topple everything. Yeah, just push it right out of the way. And there's some there's some big trees and plants
0: <laughs> yeah. in this part of the world. <laughs> yes, there are. Yeah, they are not i mean well that i mean it's a jungle ecology like it just gets it's got thick oxygen and it in, in thick carbon dioxide and water from hell to breakfast it just gets to grow and go crazy true yeah as as you know anyone who looks at a picture of this thing can see that the the towers are by far the most striking thing about the temple but they get even more impressive uh when the closer you get to them that's that's where the magic really happens <laughs> uh The temple is uh, top-to-bottom carved and decorated with bas-reliefs and inscriptions. This is just another source of information about the Khmer, uh, as the relief depict the scenes of the king and everyday life, or uh, lots of mythical scenes from Hindu mythology. Um, There are over 2,000 divine nymph figures called apsaras decorating the walls and the tower. And uh, among these nymphs are bas-reliefs describing Hindu legends, including the ancient battles... (laughs) You and I, 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 you and I read the exact same thing. I recognize this exact part that this is clipped from. Uh, the 32 hells, the 37 heavens, uh, the creation myth, which is the, the churning of the sea of milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's some evidence that even points to the reliefs being covered in gold in the past and the smoothness of all the sandstone blocks, as we said, uh, just allowed for the carving of these reliefs, which, which is a marvel in and of itself. Yeah. Uh w- one thing that was really interesting about this and I found there's a what appears to be a stegosaur. Oh really? Carved into one of these things. Yeah. Ah, I yeah. didn't
1: I didn't find that. I, uh, I saw like uh, of the ba reliefs I I saw like are they a Bob lot or of the boss. Um well Leonard Nimoy said ba. Well, f- well and I'm I, not changing it. I'm not going back. Well, well. Well, whatever. I just I just like going with whatever Leonard Nimoy said. Uh, but the the they have a lot of uh, of the mythology scenes. The the churning of the sea of milk is a, is like the big the big daddy of them all. But uh, but then they'd have scenes of of the king and everyday life. There's one of uh, maybe people playing a board game. So there's a lot of military scenes, you know. And and apparently they they had it all gilded. It was all covered in gold, so that maybe you know when the sun hit it. Uh, everything just lit up and oh yeah, it was pretty pretty nuts uh, and and besides the the bas reliefs that were carved on the walls, lots of sculptures uh, lo- lots of just detailed carve carving and scroll work uh, the the temples themselves I think were said to resemble maybe lotus buds uh-huh just every every aspect of this place was touched and and molded you know what I mean like right carved and cared for and and thought about. At the same you know at the same time that this was being made, you're getting uh stuff like Notre Dame and Paris. you're getting i think uh um the cathedral, let's see the english cathedral it wasn't canterbury it was uh shoot it was another it was another cathedral that was being built in in England at the time, but the difference is all those took hundreds of years, right. You know, uh, in in some cases, this took thirty seven.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, they just they banged this one right out. They really did. Yeah. By the way, I just found because I was trying to find a picture to send to you of this stegosaur thing. Oh yeah. And I found an article, uh, in the Smithsonian uh, dot com, and this fucking f- everybody, the stegosaur is from a different temple altogether.
1: Oh. So, Wait, uh, different from Angkor Wat or, or yeah. just like a whole different part of the yeah. world? No, it's it's in the Ta-Prom
0: Temple, which is in the area, but not the same thing. And there's a really great uh, article at the uh, smithsonian.com called Stegosaurus, Rhinoceros, or Hoax. And long story short, uh, you're not going to get your dinosaur out of that one. Hoax? Yeah. Well, not, I mean, it certainly is not a
1: stegosaur. We'll say that. I I have seen this. I I just looked it up. I've seen it. Yeah, it looks like it kind of it kind of does look like a stegosaurus, but kind of with a rhino head that's looking backwards or something. Right. Yeah. Or or, a, or even looking a, down. There's a lot of
0: inconsistencies
1: with it, and uh, uh, yeah, I had seen this. I didn't even think of that being a part of uh, these temples. Huh. Oh, and somebody says maybe it's a chameleon. Could be. Yeah, it's got a got a weird little head here, um, but yeah, that's all. These pictures just are great examples. Uh, if you look up, I just looked up Angkor Stegosaurus and just got a ton of pictures. But like, like you said, it's it's in a different temple. But you can tell how much carving was going into this stuff. Oh yeah. Well, that's disappointing. But you know, you know what's not disappointing? Don't set me up for your mom jokes like that, because it feels cheap. I guess we'll just go on to puns then. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, speaking of Stegosauri uh-huh. being around, you know, when they when they had elephants and Stegosaurus uh, dragging those blocks to Angkor, maybe it wasn't Stegosaurus a- a- at all, and maybe it wasn't elephants that dragged blocks, and maybe they didn't design and build this complex. That's true. That's true. But, but
0: here's the thing I got to ask you. If it's not elephants, and it's not rivers, and it's not stegosaurs, what could it be? Oh, sound. Is such a thing even possible? Yes, it is. Yeah. Old George shows up with a, with a f***ing baseball bat and some weird <laughs> Mad Max shoulder pad armor. Because
1: <laughs> now, now we're in his backyard. <laughs> He's sweating like a, like a <laughs> scalded hog.
0: Well, 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 what have we here? Hello, lovelies. You're in old Georgie's neighborhood
1: now. God, he's taking on a life of his own. <laughs> I'm trying to make oh. him better. <laughs> uh, yeah, so some dipshits, that, I'm sorry, I uh, I mispronounced uh, the word people. Uh think the Anunnaki contributed to its building. The, yeah. Anunnaki. Yes. Uh, which we haven't covered yet. We should have covered by now, I think. I mean, God,
0: we almost if you distill, it's like every episode, I feel like, has like one half of an ounce of Anunnaki. If you, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you put all of them into the blast furnace, you're going to come out with one little Anunnaki ingot.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not worth the, the cost of production. No. no. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to refine that for you. As, man... As someone somewhere sometime said something about a Khmer man mating with a shining glowing one, and producing a half man half Anunnaki, who then ascended into the flying sky palace of Indra, which was helmed by your 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 boy uh, Anu from Nibiru. Oh, it's my boy Anu. He from where? Nibiru, Nibiru, you know, the new planet that's That's been discovered, that they've confirmed. (laughs) There, the man learned the technology and techniques to build Angor as a, what, Dave? A landing platform for the Sky Palace. The Sky Palace. What the f***?
0: (laughs) God, it's it's wonderful. Well, I'll tell you what. That's
1: the worst landing platform (laughs) ever. If you want a sky palace to sit down somewhere, uh, why don't you build something with a ton of fucking points on it?
0: Right, yeah. If you want some, you know, hey, my friend's going to jump off this six-foot ladder onto the ground. He's insisted that I build this, these, this little palace out of Legos
1: for it to land on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So in one fantastic uh, random blog entry that I found from a random blog from a random person, Sounds random to me. The mysteries of numerology come into play. Are you ready? Yes, I am. "'Angor Wat lays at exactly 72 degrees east of the pyramids of Giza in Egypt "'and 72 degrees west of Easter Island in the Pacific Ocean. "'We now know that the pyramids were built to catch the light of the stars on special dates, "'and they were laid out to mirror the constellations. "'All these precise calculations were done in order to bring "'heaven and earth closer together for the benefit of the people, "'according to ancient Egyptian writings.' So if that is the case in Giza, why not in Angkor? Also, the number 72 is a primary number in a sequence of numbers which are very much linked to the constellations over a period of 25,920 years. (laughs) They show the Earth's axial precession to vary by one degree every 72 years. The importance of this number is demonstrated to us by the Khmer's at the... Baking temple where there are 108 towers surrounding it 72 divided by 2 equals 36 and 36 plus 72 equals 108 so again the importance of the primary number of 72 is known to us <laughs> also the number 72 features throughout the construction of the pyramids in giza Just how this knowledge was shared with the Khmeres in building their empire some 11,000 years later is not known, but clearly it was. (laughs) (laughs) They catch on fire. Oh, that's Lots of stuff there. So I I looked a couple of these things up because, you know, there's some some very uh, intriguing proposals (laughs) that he uh, put forward. Giza is about 72 degrees west of Ankor. yep but it's nowhere near 72 degrees uh, from easter island what it's like twice that if not more uh also we don't know shit about catching starlight What the hell does that mean <laughs> yeah. well you gotta catch you gotta catch it i like where it says we now know that the pyramids were built to catch the light of the stars. <laughs> what? <laughs> we don't know anything about that. Also, who cares about the mathletics you did for 108? <laughs> mathletics. <laughs> it's, what? 72 divided by 2 is 36, and then if you add 36 to 72, you get 108. Right. Jeez, come on. Pyramid uh, and 72. Now... It says the 72 features in the construction of, of, of the P- Pyramid at Giza. Well, the size of it, if you go back to their calculations, was about 72 reeds per side, I think, the length of it. But what other features uh, are they talking about? The angle is about uh, 52 degrees. It's not 72. It's not even close to 72. So busted. <laughs> you talking <laughs> about? About <laughs> There was another thing, the procession varying by one degree. I didn't get around to looking that up. So who knows? I mean, stri- <laughs> strikes and gutters, buddy. Strikes and gutters. Good- yeah, <laughs> it's a
0: missus, you know. It's not a science, except for it is. <laughs>
1: uh, except for that whole uh, fat empirical evidence uh, right. uh, conundrum. How, uh, w- one more thing here. Nagas equals reptilians. A lot of people will, will make that claim. We, we talked about that earlier. Uh, the so the Nagas being the snake beings in the Mahabharata yeah snakes are a very real threat to people in that region there are a ton of uh, deadly poisonous reptiles king cobras are all over the place other snakes that have even more potent venom are all over the place I forget the names of them so I'm just going to say other snakes uh, but why does it need to be otherworldly like why, why does it need to be Reptilians. Uh, are, 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 this is reptilians. People th- are uh, danger, stranger, danger. The, there, you, it is a it is a lunatic sandwich
0: that does not require any extra mayonnaise. <laughs> it, 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 there's no extra condiments needed. You just say reptilian and you're done.
1: You're right. You're right. <laughs> I mean, there's there's also a bird being called Garuda that is the enemy of the Naga. Which, you know, I'm sure draws the, the parallel of Anunnaki versus reptilians. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because they're supposed to be kind of like bird creatures or something, aren't they? But you know, Or maybe just that they could fly.
0: Well, if only we did an episode, we'd know for sure.
1: Ah, oh, man. Shoot ourselves in the foot. <laughs> but wait, Dave. <gasps> what about Arva? The half horse, half bird. Good old Arva. What kind of alien is that? Well, it's sure not a Pleiadian.
0: No, because those are for banging. How about the Urakai Sravas,
1: the eight-headed king of horses? <laughs> I thought there was also a creature uh, that was a goat man. Oh. I think it was named Rom, but it turns out it was just a he goat. Oh, a he goat. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I mean, just call it a, a male goat. Just call it a, a goat. Yeah, don't so don't, it's a goat. don't get my hopes cares. up. Don't have to look was, up its skirt. I, I got so excited for like five seconds, thinking that there was a an Indian goat man. Uh. Well, anyways, that's if you want to talk Naga being reptilians, then you're gonna to have to explain to me what a half horse, half bird is in oh. terms of space travel.
0: <laughs> yeah, in terms of what kind of <laughs> ship they're in. Is that a flying barn? <laughs> uh, I I got one for you. Okay. How about, it's time to return to the arms of an old lover, Flora. Oh, God. Oh, I'm because excited. Because when you have a question, there's only one place to turn to, and I don't know why we're f***ing around with oh. all this other stuff.
1: For some reason, I thought you were going to say, Bashar. <laughs> oh, God, I wish.
0: No, we're going back to Yahoo Answers.
1: Yahoo Answers. Oh, and my goodness. I asked Yahoo Answers, uh, who built Angkor Wat? What did the sage minds of of Yahoo Answers give you? Uh, Well,
0: one of the answers, well, not the top answer. We're going to get to that. Okay. One of the answers was, hmm. You can, (laughs) yeah, it starts with a hmm. You can skim through a hundred million resources and you will never find who built Angkor Wat. Stories and stories and myth and legends and -and so-and-so. Who built it? No record on that. It, wow! Yeah, it, except for Wait. except for the extraordinarily well-preserved record <laughs> on Angkor Wat itself,
1: a <laughs> hundred million sources, dude. Yeah, hundred million sources. Uh, I love. Okay. I, I can I just say I don't understand why people feel the need to comment to a question that they clearly don't know the answer to. Well,
0: because they got to let everybody know to stop looking.
1: This this is not just Yahoo Answers or this question in particular. This happens a lot on the f- f- the internet. Oh, yeah. A- and it's just like, well, I don't know. But, and it's like, well, then shut up. <laughs> yeah, If that's the case. can get a life.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right. So here we go. Top answer. All right. All right. Buckle up. Sure enough, ellipsis, vice versa, the skeptics idle and groundless dubiousness on such rudiment conceptions. Jesus Christ.
1: This is a yeah. post story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Put your hip waiters on. Okay, this thing is broken down into three large chunks. First, hundreds if not thousands of ancient Hindu temples sculptured and crafted with the highest craftsman works of art from mere 100% granite stone in South India. One One must remember that granite stone is the second hardest stone next to diamond. No, That's not true. Oh, wow. To cut or even scratch such a granite stone at a time more than a thousand years ago is unimaginably impossible. <laughs> cause, C-O-Z, cause at that age, they don't have metal. <laughs> this, is, this is like, you know what else this is bringing back is my old 600 years is as far back as history goes. Thing. <laughs> this,
1: this is touching on a lot of old stuff and I love it.
0: Oh, yeah. Bashar. Oh, God, I hope he comes up. Uh, titanium or carbonized iron, but only soft iron existed. And it's never imagined possible to even scratch granite with it. You couldn't even imagine it.
1: Wait, can you, can you read the sentence before? And then that sentence immediately after it? Yeah. Cause at that age, they don't have metal titanium or
0: carbonized iron, but only soft iron existed. And it's never imagined possible to even scratch granite with it.
1: So, metal didn't exist, but they had iron.
0: Except for the metal they had.
1: Angkor Wat is built
0: 100% out of granite. The technology to cut, this is all caps, cut, craft, and sculpture well, Then you have granites. to yell it, dude. Yeah. Angkor Wat is built 100% out of granite. The technology to cut... Craft and sculpture granite stones more than 1,000 years ago was only available in South India, predominantly the Tamil civilization. Second, until the late 80s, the scientists, archaeologists, and other scholars were puzzled and could not solve the secrets to a mind-boggling engineering phenomena of the ancient granite stone temple in Tamil Nadu. Keeps going back to this other temple. I mean, it's just wonderful oh wait he leaves us with this it's all about mathematics and since the first century bc algebra was in use in india especially geometry the calculus and so these are the main backbone muscle for engineering feet of such a magnificent construction calculus may have come from a guy named newton just saying just putting it out there i can keep elaborating but time and space do not allow such a feat Without oh. doubt. It's the, yeah, they don't. They won't. Uh, his whole point was that Angkor Wat was built by Tamil Indians. Tamil people from India.
1: Which is the, sa- the, the lower southeast portion of India. Yeah, they're really into it. And I'm trying to see where, where granite comes into here because they were really hitting granite hard. Yeah, this guy
0: really was. Well, here's the
1: thing. This is what I'm finding
0: is by, just from the Yahoo answers, there's apparently kind of, um, you know, to come back to Columbus, there is a very, in the Italian community, a very pro-Columbus. No, he found it kind of uh uh pride. And it apparently, because, I mean, you know, you can tell these answers were not necessarily written by native English speakers. Uh, a lot of these Yahoo answers are from people from India that are and there's like this sort of tamil uh which is yeah southern india the tamil uh, not necessarily the tamil tigers but um keep saying nope it was the tamils that did this this is like a big point of of personal or historic uh uh pride and that the even the the concept that someone else would have made them is is very offensive uh i ran into this once at a target i was buying a dvd copy of 300 and the guy who was checking me out i was just like here you go and he's like beep beep he goes you know this is lies i was like what wasn't even paying attention he goes this movie is lies i am Persian. this never happened (laughs) and i was like uh i i I don't i don't think this is a a documentary he goes (laughs) and he was like but these lies you go to buy lies? And I was like, it's a movie. They're all lies. And I finally, it was just like, dude, do I need to go to a different cashier? Are you not going to sell this to me? He was really <laughs> oh upset God. by it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Those kind of things, it, man. They mean a lot to some people. Was that here in Chicago? Yeah. It was at the, uh, it was the, uh, target over on Addison in, in case anyone wants to go and avenge my eight year old slight. <laughs> wow, man. But yeah, you run into that. I'm just so glad to get back into some Yahoo answers. That's pretty
1: amazing. Well, <laughs> nope, it's bullshit. Uh, the it's not made of granite. Granite's nowhere in that area. Granite is apparently in in India in that in that section. But uh, yeah, uh, nope, Angor Wat, nope, no granite. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, I'll talk a little bit about what's going on at Encore today, and then we'll wrap up. How's that sound? That sounds great. Today, Angor Wat is a UNESCO World Heritage Site like our good buddy Nazca Mm -hmm. doing lines down there in Peru. Restoration of the temple began with French decree in the early 20th century uh, and continued until the 70s when, you know, all hill kind of broke loose but this was uh, uh, French colonization at work at the time I believe. The area was, was tried to be colonized by the french
0: yeah well i mean that's the the french i mean uh, that's that's the underpinning thing uh, uh for for the vietnam war was the french colonization of southeast asia and their their their, their let's
1: call it bungling of it Eek. well um they started trying to restore the temple and stuff and then uh the government of cambodia on the road to recovery now from the horrors of Pol Pot's regime, has taken up the restoration and the temple is now the the major tourist destination in Cambodia. Um, engineers have been at work repairing damage, although they have found that Western practices often do more harm than help. And we kind of hinted a, a little bit of, at that in the yeah. intro, but uh, trying to to patch things up with concrete is about the worst thing you can do to these things.
0: And I don't know. Um, I know the tourism is such a huge thing now, but I know even up to a few years ago when I was uh, leaving station, you know, a lot of people were going to Southeast Asia uh, after their tours were done. And everyone was saying, like, oh my God, you have to go to Cambodia. You have to go to Angar Wat. You have to be out of there by 3 p.m. Because the minute this, I mean, if it's even late afternoon, like it's still a dangerous country, oh really? and like yeah, and they were and maybe it's changed because that's ten years ago now, yeah, but um but they were saying that, yeah, you go early in the day, check it out, don't even get close to being there at uh at sundown,
1: huh well, yeah, I, I believe i I have to believe it's gotten better the uh there's some numbers on it that you can pull up. Uh, that say in the last couple of years, you know, there's there's millions of tourists, and, and the number goes up, and it sounds mm. like that probably has made it safer. Or they have made an effort, but uh, you know, with any with any foreign travel like that, it's th- there's an element of danger. But I think you can certainly go there, and and y- you can check it out. Uh, the problem is kind of the tourism. Yeah, you know, in in that it's. I guess turned into sort of a sort of a tourist trap. I don't know if it's uh, super tourist trappy as some other places. Like I went to Notre Dame in high school. Like I want to say like ninety seven. Mm-hmm. I visited uh, uh, Paris and and went to Notre Dame and was really put off even at that age at what a tourist trap it was there. And I, I get the sense, in some of the reading that I've done for this, that since this is the spot to go to in Cambodia, everybody wants to uh, be your tour guide. Everyone wants to, you know, get your money. Right. Uh, so as soon as you step off the plane, you're you're being hassled by those who want to uh, make a buck off of you to, you know, give you a tour around and stuff, even if they aren't actual tour guides. They're just locals but that wouldn't stop me from from going right now to to check it out uh it it just looks like such a crazy beautiful place and um annie and i actually found i i was i was doing the research and i found this one thing and showed it to annie and it's a uh 5k 10k half marathon around anchor watt really yeah I think if if you got you know if you get the money to travel there, it's not a very expensive race to to run. Yeah, I was like, maybe we should uh, maybe we should save up and, and try to do one of these things. That would be a fun experience, you know. I think they say as long as you you get there, avoid the crowds and the the tour guides that try to to get you, then you know you can have a good time.
0: Yeah, I. I think it would be awesome, but you know, especially in other countries, you never quite know what is, uh, real. Yeah. Well, like, you know, how much you can trust, you know, like, especially like they're saying right now, like all the tourists going to Brazil, they're like, don't get in a cab, Uber, everything, never get in a cab, you know, all those things. Wow. You don't know what the, what the line of security is in another country Yeah, and how careful you have to be, or, you know, what's the way to to travel with a respectable company or, you know what I mean? Like, it's just all those things you that anyone traveling to any country needs to know before they go.
1: Sure. It's, it's a hard thing, man. It's a, yeah. it's a hard thing to, to travel and, <laughs> and stay safe and, and also get a good experience and not a fake experience. That's the, that's the one thing besides just, you know, getting mugged or thrown in a foreign prison that, that worries me about travel is not getting a, an authentic experience, you know, yeah.
0: I, I'll i say this. I, I at least recognize there are times where I won't want an authentic experience. Um, one thing that we uh, used to say at the Kung Fu School all the time, they're like, the last thing on earth anyone wants is authentic Chinese food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like, you, if you go to China, yes, you can get authentic Chinese food, and yes, you'll spend the rest of, you'll spend the next three to four days in your hotel room.
1: That is That is one thing also that <laughs> it would keep me away from regions. Is uh, uh, the food? I am not an adventurous eater. I like what I like, and I, I like right. I like some biscuits and gravy, some fried <laughs> chicken, and boy howdy, I am not going to try fish paste. I am. Right? I, if you if you wrap, you can wrap a chicken in banana leaves, and I'll try it. But <laughs> f- you. To try and get me to eat monkey brains or or fish uh, gut tacos or whatever the hell. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen to my uh, listen tacos. to my white male privileged ass go on. <laughs> I love
0: it. <laughs> Let me tell you something else about your boar eatos. <laughs> I won't boar eat anything you're selling.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, the food. I'm not. I I hate weird food. Anyways. That is going to do it for Encore Wat. I hope you learned a little something that uh, yeah. that you didn't know. I know I sure did. It was very interesting. I I suggest if you'd like to know more, um, check out that on YouTube. There, there's a series um, if you can find it. They do. Uh, I think it's like a bootleg version of Ancient Mysteries with Leonard Nimoy. That is one one way to to learn more about Encore Wat, and then it goes on to talk about the Khmer Rouge and, and that whole period of Cambodian history, which like I said, I didn't know I didn't know anything about besides just the name Pol Pot and and the the fact that there was a genocide there and it was uh it was interesting to learn about to to say the least. So Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I'd suggest checking out the the video. I think it's just called Khmer History, maybe. I could be wrong. But um there's also a cool show it may have been like a History Channel show or or something along those lines, uh, but it was well done. if <laughs> You can believe it. That was building history or something like that, and it was about yeah. how a- Angkor Wat was built. I watched that; that was really interesting. It told a lot about how the uh, uh, construction was made and what they had to do. And I mean, these people were geniuses. You you can't you can't build uh, something that lasts a thousand years without knowing what the hell you're doing. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Exactly. And and the the challenges that existed that just separate from the architecture and design itself, but like just have how do you transport that much stone yep. through that over that much distance?
1: Just amazing. How you deal with monsoons, how you deal with the humidity, how you deal with the swells in the groundwater. <laughs> Man, it is it is yeah. crazy impressive how they did that. So I would suggest checking uh seeing if you can find that video and checking it out. Wish I knew the name, wish I'd written it down, and I'm sorry that I'm I'm telling you to look for something and then not telling you how the hell to find it. So Here Cheers
0: <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy, mother lickers.
1: <laughs> so that's uh that's Encore Watch in a sandstone humid rice filled nutshell. <laughs> yeah, there 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 you go.
0: Oh god, you know the only thing harder to build than a temple in the middle of nowhere is what? A- <sighs> <laughs> 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 uh, I'm a,
1: I'm going to go first. I got a good one. Take it. Um, you're not going to steal mine, I will tell you that.
0: <laughs> oh, look you so tough. I would god if I could, if only I would. <laughs>
1: This one is maybe not going to rival Slenderman. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're going to get some returns on this one, though. Yeah, you should buy buy this stock now. I say bye bye bye.
0: You got a big red button. Yeah, this is this is Dave's flora lock of the day. Lock of the day. You know, there was a uh, an ancient, what is now Cambodia. They they just like any other society enjoyed their sports and. Uh, one thing that emerged that we know more about than the sports themselves was actually uh, one of the uh, arena announcers okay, um, yeah. who who was just really well-known, loved by the people, uh, would lead everybody in the seventh-inning stretch song. <laughs> he was uh... – <laughs> you smelling it? Yeah. <laughs> I have to find – I can't read my own handwriting here. Hold on. <laughs> you am going to find the right way. He was uh, Harry Haralaya Carey.
1: <laughs> I had trouble with that. I've been drinking. been drinking a little bit. We did the live stream tonight, and I, uh, I've been drinking hey, since then. Who wishes they had more rice to eat? I know I do.
0: I love these fertile rice fields. Did you ever think 25 miles is a long way to go for some rocks? I sure do. <laughs> but I'm glad they're here. Did you ever think of, of elephants as <laughs> big hairless cows? You know what I did last weekend? I carved a stegosaur into a tent just to mess with people. Hi.
1: Oh, that's good. All right. Um, <laughs> What do you got? <laughs> well, shoot. There was, uh, there was this one old civilization. I don't know if you heard about it or not, but it didn't last long. Because they constantly kept measuring themselves against other civilizations. Have you heard of them? Uh Uh-uh. It was the Compare Empire. (laughs) Oh, nice. Uh, For this
0: upcoming holiday season, there's a new line of uh, video game-based cosmetics for women to try to get them kind of more interested in gaming. But I think women are pretty involved in gaming now. Okay. But uh, in particular, uh, there's a a whole thing series called Midway Madness uh, and... There's uh, scorpions. Camier Rouge is a uh, popular option. Oh, Come here.
1: not oh, get over here. Oh, scorpion! Khmer. It's scorpions. Camier Rouge. <laughs> oh, that's good. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I had to explain it, but it's it's, it's so good, good
0: I had to say it four
1: times. <laughs> <Come> here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, also I I was stealing the get over here.
1: I, you know, I was, uh, yeah, I, I was thinking, I was thinking the band Scorpions. (laughs) I don't know why (laughs) you set it up so well with gaming and everything, but shoot, it's good. It's good. All right. I'll end this out here. You might like this. Uh, you, you, you might even look for this on autotrader.com. I don't know. Oh, there's an old muscle car that's famous for its construction and style with tall pointy head and tail light fins and bas-relief freezes along the doors in the hood. It's a, it's a pretty cool car. It's the uh, Ford Mustang, or what? <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. Them's puns.
0: Them's is the puns. And now it's time for you to, to haul your granite pens 25 miles through hand-cut canals so that you could build a temple to uh, your own literacy with listener, listener All right, first up, we've got the Demon Prince of Chaos. Demon Prince of Chaos. Uh greetings David and Dave. Greetings, your I'm majesty. A long-time listener. <laughs> I'm a long-time listener who has been enjoying your hilarious and informative discussion for almost three years. So have uh, So have we for wow. um, about three years. That first year, nobody was having fun. <laughs> nobody was enjoying anything. Uh, however, I have recently listened to your Cicada 3301 episode and felt the need to better explain 4chan, which I yeah. feel you may have done a very slight injustice. Here it is.
1: <laughs> this is why I mentioned this a, a little while ago. Oh,
0: uh, it is true that 4chan does have some members and boards that are morally bankrupt. Uh, however, overall, 4chan is not as toxic as some might consider it to be. Okay, you know what? You want to know why I think 4chan is toxic? Is uh, when we recorded that episode, Game of Thrones, uh, the new season was just underway, and I was I open I I. On my tablet, I went to 4chan just to show it to Flora because he'd never seen it, and the first thing I see is a picture of Jon Snow, and it said, SPOILERS! "Spoilers." And I was like, damn you, 4chan! (laughs) (laughs) you! (laughs) Perfect example.
1: So that's just my experience. We'll keep reading. Well, it's better than like a dong being dissected or something,
0: (laughs) you know? You know what? I wouldn't mind a dong getting cut up. I didn't want to know. I I didn't want a spoiler. Spoiler. You heard it it here, folks. Right? (laughs) I get it. I get it. (laughs) Uh, At its core, 4chan is about anonymity. Unlike other sites where people have profiles, everyone on 4chan is, for the vast majority, anonymous. Justin Bieber can't go on 4chan and post something idiotic and expect to get lauded with support because of his name. And people aren't afraid to say what they really think because there's no reputation following them around. The President and Joe the Plumber both have the same amount of clout on 4chan, with only the actual words they say mattering, uh, not their status. In addition, unlike Facebook, Tumblr, or Reddit, where there exist likes, upvotes, and reblogs, dislikes, and downvotes, opinions on 4chan are not scored. Everyone's opinion is equally available, and the only way to express support or dislike is by writing up an actual response. The system also prevents the problem of people merely saying what others want to hear. People on 4chan say exactly what they think and believe, not what they will get them uh, the most likes. In this way, 4chan can be very bold, brash, and yes, offensive, but it's not an indicator of the board. Rather, it's an indicator of what extreme equality uh, Flora, he would like the Red Hawk sound right here, does to people's inhibitions. It understands, uh, though, that even... I understand, though, that even with this being said, 4chan is not the most friendly place, and it is only one of many sources of information and discussion on the internet. Personally, I would highly recommend you take a moment to look at the uh, Slash X channel, uh, 4chan's paranormal board, which has hourly discussions about aliens, cryptids, and conspiracies. I hope this will be helpful, and in some way, and I'm very excited for your latest episodes. Thank you very much, Demon Prince of yeah. Chaos. No, that's it's um, always
1: great to learn more about something you don't, obviously understand
0: (laughs) yeah i'll i'll check it out again i i'll tell you what my my thought is this is that what the internet needs is not more anonymity uh i feel like people they are not their best selves when they are held completely unaccountable for whatever they feel like saying and i think that in a lot of cases people turn that into an arms race to get a reaction you know but i will I, i will dig into 4chan I will put on my diving suit and uh, maybe listen to some Enya, do some yoga, and then uh, maybe I'll be in a place where I can psychically withstand the onslaught that is 4chan. Thank you, Demon Prince of Chaos. Yeah,
1: thank you. Well, you know, I, I think you brought up a good point of um, the sites like Reddit and Imgur and stuff like that with the uh, the upvoting, downvoting, and the the points systems and stuff. That That always seems weird to me how people... Value those, you know. You see it on MJ where it's like, "Oh, Oh, uh, I can't believe you're all downvoting this. Oh, I'm so pissed off!" And oh, I've got ten thousand points. I'm glorious. Like I made it to the front page. Yeah, like I come on. Who cares? It's I do. No, I don't. It's it's strangers (laughs) berating and praising strangers. Who gives a sh? Like you know.
0: Do you know that Blurry Photos has an Imgur account? We do. I'm not telling you what the f*** it is. I'm not doing that. But we do. And we use it to, uh, to upvote and downvote things. Because what else are you going to do with one?
1: Yeah, and sometimes people mention us on there. Yeah, we've seen that happen sometimes. And, and we're very appreciative. And it's not often that we find those. But, you know, sometimes. That's a free
0: ticket to an upvote. That's for damn sure.
1: Yeah, sure. So, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. It's good to know. It's good to know. Or who do you got next? All right, I have an email from Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> Longtime listener, first time yada yada. Woo! I'm writing because I actually used to work in the Winchester Mystery House. Oh, fuck. where is the hidden
0: wine cellar? That's the thing that I cannot leave alone in my own head.
1: <laughs> That's right. It's about ten years ago. I was a tour guide. The stained glass windows we talked about were my favorite part of the house. There's a lot that's blocked off. Some gets opened up for special flashlight tours, Um, but the tour still goes through a majority of it. Um, Here's some cool facts. The original house was blue and white, but has been repainted different colors several times. Today it's maroon and tan, kind of. There's been quite a few ghost stories passed around, some by the tour guides and workers, and some by the official ghost teams that come by every so often. Uh, I never saw a ghost myself, but the one that was talked about the most often was a man that people would see working around the garden. I don't think anyone knows who he is or why he's there.
0: Probably gardening.
1: Most of the furniture is donated, but some is original to the house, mostly the larger pieces. The biggest threat to visitors today is not ghosts, but dehydration. Hmm. The tour is a bit over a mile long. The house has no AC and the corridors are mostly very small. There are always a few guests who pass out. Wow. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, it's a really cool spot to go to. Worth the money if you're into oddities. I mean, we we will if we're in the area, we'll definitely go there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So thank we you. Some,
0: we got some good friends of the podcast over there. I think I think we'll have to put that on the uh, the hot
1: list well, for our world tour. Obviously, California is is one of the the top destinations because we do have a lot of blur evers out in that area. And you know, I I, I realize it's a big state. I don't know what the drive is like from one place to another. So I don't know where we'll pitch our tent and, and speak into microphones, but Giggity. hopefully we'll do it in a spot where people from all over the the coast there can come see us. Yeah. So It's a uh, fairly long state. That's true. That is true. Thank you, Nicky. Thanks for writing. That's yeah. very interesting. Well, we do two shows,
0: Friday North, Saturday South. That's,
1: that's true. Sunday's
0: our day. Sunday's our day. <laughs> Sunday's the Lord's day.
1: <laughs> we'll do it in a winery let's let's find a winery to do it at yeah winery let's do it why am i saying (laughs) it like that i just love it thanks
0: nikki uh up next we got one from fluffy witch (laughs) (coughs) fluffy witch She writes uh fluffy witch writes hi guys hi i adored your winchester mystery house episode hey you can tell where we're at right and i've always wanted to visit there my theory is that the house is like a physical station for spirits to pass back and forth through the realms. That would be oh, awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a train station for the dead. Considering the dead no longer abide by physical rules, perhaps the mystery doors and stairs lead to different realms. Oh. oh. Uh, Fluffy, Witch also says, uh, since there's been such a success with the conjuring movies, which I haven't seen any of them. Nope. Yeah, those are.
1: I don't. I don't get around to seeing much in the. Uh, no. In those realms, I,
0: I should. I should see that, or, like, Lights Out is out right now.
1: I've heard that uh, that's pretty
0: good. Yeah, it looks scary as hell. Uh, I'd like, uh, uh, Fluffy Witch writes, I'd like to suggest a show about the lives and cases of Ed and Lorraine Warren, which uh, apparently, I guess, are the basis upon what The Conjuring movies. Hmm. And uh, Further writes, I'm 100% behind the Dorchester Puckwudgie jersey idea.
1: Hey, all right. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Keep kicking ass. Love yous. Fluffy Witch. Thanks, Fluffy Witch. Thank you, Fluffy Witch.
1: Dave, we've heard from Puffsalot Ghost. Oh the, puff, the arch- puff, boo. architect of those amazing remixes uh of scripteds yes. and God all that I stuff. love those things.
0: Stif- I, I forgot this year. We were supposed to like say things that rhymed to kind of help him out a little bit and then we forgot. <laughs> ah, he knows what
1: he's doing. a uh very gener- generously offers us the MP3 versions of the awesome uh, remixes he's put together. And he says, uh, youtube constantly shuts me down, so i uh so I uploaded nevermind the Bunny up. here's the blurry photos as well as the live version to Dropbox. oh yeah i think I think we actually went in and downloaded these uh if I remember I've only seen them on youtube maybe well, you did i I remember well I, I'll tell you what i did I know we we went in and got some um i think it was the it was a candy chat remix that he did oh <laughs> I haven't heard that. There, there's some great tracks that Old Puffs a lot has has laid down here. We'll, we'll see if we can uh, figure out a way to get this to uh, to folks if they want the
0: yeah. Want I them. know I
1: want to get it to me. So <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, but uh, I mean that that takes obviously it takes a lot of work and uh, it's a <laughs> lot of fun to to listen to. <laughs> Always yeah, puts a smile awesome. on their face. So thank you, Puffs a lot, Ghost.
0: <laughs> Up next, uh, we got one from Steve. Steve,
1: uh, Steve writes. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, Steve. Hi.
0: Long time listener and first time communicator based out of Pedaling Jaya, Malaysia. Oh,
1: see, yeah. man, here's the thing. <laughs> you guys, you might get pissed that we take forever to get to your email, but you know what? We do when we do. It's just right. The, the amount of, of getting to them when, when it's <laughs> like weirdly topical is just right. Uh, <laughs> they can't see you. Carl I mean, Young, you. Carl Young has pissed his bones. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Steve writes, uh, I forget exactly when I, when I first picked up on your excellent auditory diversion, I think it may well have been from the Miskatonic university podcast when they had a roundup of their own podcast listening habits oh, a couple of years ago. Cool. That's kind of a good idea. I mean, I know that we're pretty vocal about what we're listening to, but maybe, uh, one of these days we should just rattle off, you know, like top five that we're each listening to sure steve's offering to help us out with the uh the country album uh we, gotta, we got a we got some more writing to do on that one uh but God, that's
1: awesome thank you yeah yeah very kind of you
0: and he writes uh, i'm a bit behind on the podcast listening as i usually listen to it on my commute and as i'm currently a gentleman of leisure in reduced circumstances short version my job went to india <laughs> and all i and i didn't even get the t-shirt Uh, I'm spending my time job hunting and watching Netflix. So I'm a couple of weeks behind on podcast listening. Sure. Uh, I have to digress. I'm listening to Ms. Cryptid 2016 week one right now. And if you want to approximate a Cornish accent, slightly toned down, generic pirate is in the ballpark. Wink. Anyhow, as we only got Netflix out here for the first time back in January, please excuse me as I have 20 years of popular culture to catch up on.
1: (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. Thanks, Steve. (laughs) So a slightly toned down piratey accent is Cornish. That's what he says. Uh, I believe him. Let's see. Should we try it?
0: Um, I was going over to the store to get me some milk and perhaps some cheese. Cheese. I can't restrain myself. Full on pirate! I did the best I could. But you're getting enough. Oh, I ordered
1: some pizza today. It got to me, and boy, was it good! That pepperoni was tasty in me mouth.
0: I d- yeah. Is that
1: is that sort of what what you're talking about? Is that toned yeah, down enough? Let, let, let us know, Steve. You're right, man. It is hard to to tone down pirate. That, yeah, that thing wants to bust OB out chain. of the gate and run over a rodeo clown. Thank you, Steve. All right, got one more here, Dave. All right, hit me. This one's from the Drop Bear. Hello, Drop Bear. From Dan Ender. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I don't remember you ever discussing The Babadook. Oh, the movie. Yeah. It's true. We have both seen it. Have you seen it? Did you yeah.
0: Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it a long time ago. Oh. We've talked about it. Maybe not on mic, but we've talked about it. Oh, well, let's do a quick rundown then. Okay. Because we did promise people. Yeah. All right. Babadook. uh, The most terrifying character in the Babadook is the whiny child. A lot of people didn't like the kid. No. I mean, and I get it. The kid wasn't supposed to be likable. He was not there to make people root for him. He was a little asshole. (laughs) But, man, that kid bugged the shit out of me. I, I liked the movie overall. Because I I liked that it I don't do we spoilers on this or it's, it's been out for a while. It's been out for a
1: while. So right. you know what? If you haven't seen it, you want to and you don't want to be spoiled, then skip ahead.
0: F off I eh? Slag off. Uh no, I um I liked that the the movie kind of held you in the, the balance between is it a ghost or is the mom just losing her mind? Yeah. And and hurting her kid. But overall I didn't care for the movie. I thought it could have been spookier. It was more like a, it felt more like a drama to me that they tried to make scary
1: than a scary movie. I I think I'm inclined to agree with you. I would have much rather them gone straight for the, uh, the scariness that this was an actual entity. Yeah. I wish they'd committed. Because I, I think that the scariest part of it was the scene where he was in the bed. And he yeah. was hearing the thing like skitter around, and then like he looks up and it's crawling on the ceiling. You remember that right. part?
0: Like, yeah, and it comes right at and him. It comes right the at face. him. Like
1: it was that was fucking freaky, and that was the only that was the only tasty part of the movie. Everything else, I'm like you. Know, I'm kind of like I don't care for psychological scariness. You know, like right.
0: I think as a drama, it would have been really interest. You know, like I thought it was a cool exploration of like. Depression sure. and, and, and 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 mental illness. I thought that'd be kind of cool, but you know, to my mind, you're either making a scary movie or you're not. And I feel like they tried to ride the fence to maybe try to get more people on board. Maybe
1: I don't know. Yeah, I, it, who knows? But I thought it was well done. I thought it. Yeah. Um, I, I, like the kid didn't bother me as much as it had. It bothers everyone else in the known world. I think the mom bothered me more than the kid did. But you know, she's she's playing a character who who couldn't. Right. Distinguish reality from yeah. that. So like I thought it was interesting, I thought it was well done. It didn't it didn't satisfy what I had hoped it was.
0: Yeah. It seemed in the preview and stuff a lot spookier than it turned out.
1: It, it there was Yeah. It, if he had been a true entity that was terrorizing them, I, I would have been more on board with well, it. But
0: well, which which, you know, ultimate spoilers, he is. Uh yeah. Which, yeah, I, the only reason I'm saying that is because you were just like, nah, well, if it had been real. Because the, the last scene of the movie is them feeding this weird critter that they keep in the basement now.
1: Yeah, but how symbolic is that?
0: You know? Well, it was eating the bugs, and it was, like, throwing them around the room.
1: I don't know that that wasn't just, like, a metaphor or or symbology, though. I, I, I thought I, I, I thought it
0: was them at the last minute going, "Oh, we were scary all along," and that made me even
1: angrier. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I just I think you're right. I think if if it had chosen, or maybe it, maybe it's just me. Maybe I just didn't get it. But anyway,
0: yeah. So there you go. It wasn't
1: Wasn't yeah? It wasn't the movie of the year, but uh, I I won't I won't say don't watch it.
0: It's yeah. No, I don't think you'd be disappointed. Course. You know.
1: You, you and I just sat here last, uh, Bullstone and, and said, we love movies. You put a movie in front of us, we'll watch it. You know, like, that's true. We're hard to, to displease. So lest, uh, lest you think it's all bad news. I also, I also bring a pun. Oh, he says, it. there is a creature that haunts the lover's lanes in Vermont. It sneaks up on couples and cars and exposes itself to get its jollies. Ooh. It's half pervert, half pig, half man. It's bear pig, man. <laughs> <laughs> B A R E,
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, I
1: get it. Thank you, drop bear down in Australia. Thanks, thanks, mate. Thanks to all mates. the mates out there uh, for yes. writing to us and, and supporting us, and oh, just everything. Just listening is is a, an accomplishment that we exactly. love. Exactly.
0: Thank you for the five star reviews on iTunes. Lots thank of cool
1: new ones. Yes.
0: For the 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 likes on Facebook, Flora, are we are we? Let's, I'm going to check into you it know, right
1: this second. By the time this comes out, we might have hit the, 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 the devil's Hildo. Hildo.
0: <laughs> yes, the Devil's Hildo. <laughs> As of this moment of recording, we're at 1,296 likes. Woo! So by the next episode, by the time this comes out, boom, Hopefully. we'll
1: have blasted through that. So thank you all for that. Uh, yes. Don't forget you can follow us at blurry underscore photos. You can always stumble upon us if you know how to do that. We still don't.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, way to bring it back. A lot of good throwbacks in this lot, episode. A lot of
1: throwbacks. So uh,
0: don't forget audibletrial.com dot slash blurry photos.
1: Yeah, get yourself a free book. I'm on to the Dark Tower. Oh, really? Uh huh. Last of nice. the series. What are you going to do when it's done? Um, I don't know, man. Uh, there's some we've we got some books a little while ago that were on sale, and uh, one of them is like banking and the and the Vatican or something like that or like uh uh-huh. something Annie said it was interesting so I'll give it a listen. Yeah, so uh the so that's always a good way to get yourself a free audiobook and you know yes. what? Here's here's, what? The what? here's the thing that sells itself. Here's the thing. It sells itself on that. Sign up, get your free audiobook. If you don't like it, uh you've got 30 days to to cancel a uh the subscription. But look, if you <laughs> if you just buy the audiobook by itself it can cost like 60 bucks yeah it's like getting 60 dollars for free and you're giving us money like yep come on man just come on even if they're on sale or they they've they've put fake prices on there they're still like 40 bucks for an audiobook (laughs) for crying out loud bro (laughs) <laughs> so, so think of it that way. You're, you're really getting a, a sweet deal. You can get one book of any if your choi- choice anywhere, anytime. Anyway, that's, that's that. I just noticed that the other day when I was selecting The Dark Tower. I was like, holy f- This is a lot of money if you just paid straight up. Of course, uh, you can always get yourself some cool stuff and give us uh, uh, lots of high fives at Patreon. Put a, I put a link on the site, uh, Patreon.com/slash/blurryphotos. Man, we are we're marching on, and it's it's glorious. I really hope we get to a thousand. And I don't do that just because it's it's a thousand dollars that's that's coming into the podcast. But the fact that we'll be able to to take this show on the road, I would love nothing more than to do that. That would be so much fun, and and get to meet everybody. And boy, that that would be cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think people understand. Like, at no point have we enriched ourselves at all. Like, every, all of this money just goes back into the podcast so that we can do more stuff with it. So, right. Exactly. That's the plan.
1: Yeah, exactly. Go check out the Dark Myths Collective at darkmyths.org find some very cool podcasts there. History and and mystery and Listery, the the thing that almost became mouthwash. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And if you, if you got some time, why don't you check out the Chicago Podcast Cooperative? Absolutely. Flora, who should they check out this week? Well, this week, why don't you check out Right Club, W-R-I-T-E Club, which is literature as blood sport. Two opposing <laughs> writers, two opposing ideas, each fighting for deathless glory, hosted by Polar Opposites, Ian Belknap and Lindsay Moscato. That's Right Club, not Fight Club. Get it? okay yeah so, it's about literacy not hiteracy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little of both uh, so thank you uh, Cards Against Humanity thanks uh, Chicago Podcast Co-op and most importantly thank you guys yep you, you guys keep are the reason for the season anything else Dave you, you got anything you can think of coming up no no I feel like we're in a pretty good spot <laughs> I think so too well for this episode then of Blurry Photos I've been David Flora Varman II second. nice and I've been Dave
0: crankor what Stecco I'm cranky.
1: <laughs> Flora,
0: I got a question.
1: Okay. Have you ever seen the rain? Obviously, I have. I was born on the bayou. Was that by Green River? Yeah, up around the bend. Oh, was that when you were playing in
0: a traveling by?